Welcome back. Welcome back to Send Him Off. Uh, this week, we are taking a step back from the club football. And uh, we're welcoming, as you can see, if you're watching, uh, a star-studded lineup to give us the lowdown on uh, Wales's upcoming World Cup, World Cup playoff semi-final against Austria. Uh, but before we introduce you to our panel, uh, there's one person left we need to introduce. I know him as my ever-present podcasting partner. You know him as Alex. Alex, how are you doing? I'm nervous, mate. I'm not going to lie. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot in you. There is a lot in you. I am excited. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. I didn't actually think we'd get to the uh, qualifying phase. I'm not going to lie. I thought we'd slip right at the last minute. But it was uh, the last game. Actually, no, I'm not going to get into that yet. No, because we'll, I'll let we'll you do the introduction we'll first. Let's introduce the guest first, first, Alex. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Sorry. So joining us tonight, we've got uh, presenter and football journalist, Sean and David. Producer and talk sport host, Johnny Owen. And uh, Wales football legend. Uh, and actually, our first ex-pro guest, isn't it? I think. Yeah, he is. He is actually oh, our yeah. first ex-pro. Mr. John Hartson, what a first! Thank you. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you all for, for joining us. Um, hope you're all ready for not just this chat, but next week. Um, I hope I don't know if you're all as nervous as I am. Uh, Johnny, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm very nervous. Um, you know, uh, they've done fantastic to get through. Like you said, you know, the qualifying group, they had possibly one of the world's best international teams in that group. Uh, but in, in Belgium, uh, they ran them pretty close, actually, you've got to say, in the end. Um, but they've done brilliant. And it's a one-off game. And, you know, hopefully if we win this one-off game, there'll be another one to come. And it's at home, which I think is a big factor for us in Wales because we have enjoyed some prolific home form. Uh, in the last two years, really. So yeah, uh, trepidation, really. I, I, I'm a bit like, like a lot of people. I'm a bit nervous about this. You know, the, the charity game has got great intentions, but uh, I do worry about playing Scotland in that if we've lost the game. <laughs> that would feel for a lot of fans because um, there's a bit of history with Scotland as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I really hope we've got a bit too much when I look at the squad today. I do think there's a, there's a lot of quality in there. I know we've had a few problems with injuries and stuff, but um, if if you put a gun to my head, I would fancy us at home against Austria. Yeah, um, I, I feel the same. I do agree with you. The home advantage is huge, isn't it? Uh, John, do you think that's going to be uh, a huge factor in the result? I do. I think um, we've had some fantastic results over the years at the Cardiff City Stadium. You know, 35,000 there. The place is rocking. Um, and I think if I had the choice, I would have it there over them, the Principality Stadium, to be honest. Um uh, I know the Scotland game, we could probably fill it. You know, there'd be 30,000 Scottish fans that would travel. We'd, we'd, we'd fill it as well, you know, half the stadium. So, um, no, it's a huge key factor, I think, being at home. Um, and it's a one-off game, you know, it's not a two-legged affair. It's a one-off game against a, against a good side. They've got some very good players. Austria, we'll obviously talk about some of their individuals as we carry on with this. Um and, um, you know, in terms of going back to the, the qualification for, for the World Cup 2022 in November in Qatar, um, Belgium, for me, were always the clear favourites in the group. I think um, we were always, everybody was always chasing Belgium. You know, they never lost in the qualifiers. We only lost once. And uh, to finish above the Czech Republic, who are also a very good side, was a great achievement, I thought, to finish second. Um, takes us into a playoff. And uh, as I said, as, as long as we uh, 
concentrating on the Austria game. I, I don't think we can we can sort of let our thoughts think too much about the the final against it'll be against the Ukraine or Scotland. Um, hopefully that's the case anyway. Hopefully them two will play each other in June. Um, but I don't think we can waver from this game at all. Uh, I think the Robert Page, I think, will leave no stone unturned in terms of his preparation. He will do his due diligence on Austria. And uh, but it's a game that you have to treat the game, give them respect. And um, with the crowd, uh, hopefully we can we can get to the you know the final. But uh, it it'll be, it'll be difficult because we we know no Kiefer Moore, um, no Danny Ward, um, key players for us during the qualifiers, and there's there's several others as well that that, that, have, that are missing, um, and one or two that have come in. So really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Um, they're great games, you know. The great games for me personally to have played in. Um, not too successful, but hopefully I'm working with S4C next week for the game. Pitch side, I'll be uh, I'll be like a fan, um, obviously, because I am a fan now. That's what I am. I don't consider myself to be anything else than a supporter. I join in with the fans. I sing the anthem, and it's brilliant, you know. So. Very much looking forward to it, and uh, the home home factor hopefully will will work out in our favour. Mm. So, John touching it, the squads are out today. Uh, Shauna, is there a player in there, or a couple of players, or a handful of names that you sort of raised any eyebrows at? I saw or, I saw uh, Shauna give the old players. the old thumbs up to John yeah. there. We'll see. <laughs> so you'll have a good chance to speak to them presumably before the game if you're uh, if you're going to be down there. Yeah, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy week in terms of my work. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of interviews, a lot of uh, trips down down to the Vale to speak. Well, I was speaking with with Rob Page today, getting some reaction from him after the squad came out. So yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of coffee consumed this week. That's uh, that's fair to say. To answer your question, in terms of the squads, I think the main headline for me was was no Danny Ward, which was of course um, really disappointing um I think when I saw the story break on Twitter that um, Brendan Rogers had said in his press conference that Danny Ward was going to need surgery um that's definitely the the bad news if you like that that stood out to me but saying that we've got Wayne Hennessy you know and and he's been he's Wayne Hennessy we all love Wayne Hennessy he's been yeah. so fantastic for us over the years he's two caps away from getting to 100 caps so I think this would be like, you know, what a way, what a way if, you know, of course, if he does get to yeah, win. Not, not too much now. Don't do it yet. <laughs> um, and Rob Page was actually saying today that, you know, when when he made the decision to choose Danny as as the number one keeper, Wayne Hennessy's reaction was, was brilliant. And Page said he couldn't have asked any more from Wayne in terms of his reaction, how he's... Um, been there for Danny and just you know sort of his personality and in and around the squad so I think um, yeah no no worries with the fact that Wayne Hennessy will will probably be in goal for the Austria game um, one that stood out for me that I kind of feel has gone under the radar is that Rabi Matondo's back in the squad I was I mentioned Rabi um, Rabi Matondo and um, we had our what they, players to watch and I mentioned him mm-hmm. and I thought it was I, I'm, I'm quite excited to see him back in the team personally yeah, I'm I mean, really his, 
his form out in Belgium this season has been mm. fantastic and he seems like um, a bit of a plug. We did an interview with him. So that's on Scorial's Twitter page if you want to go and check that out. But he seems <laughs> to finally have have found his feet because, you know, he's, he's a young player, you know, a couple of loan moves that, that didn't work out. He's had his problems with injuries. I think, you know, last time when he was included in the Wales squad, he got... Um, kicked out for breaching COVID rules. So I think as a, as a person, he's he's grown and, and matured. So it'll be interesting um, to see if he gets any game time to, to, to see how he does. Um, and then, of course, the million-dollar question, Gareth Bale and Ramsey, are they fit? Um, they're in the squad. Paige is, is very confident that they are match fit and, and that they will feature um, against Austria. So that's, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll wrap them in bubble wrap between now and next Thursday, I think. I was going to say, personally, I couldn't leave, like, wh- whether he was 20%, you know, 10%, 15% fit, Gareth Bale or not, you can't not take him with him. You've got to take him. Just on the off chance, you bring him on for five minutes and they just poke one in the back of the net, just yeah. in case you need him. So, <laughs> criticism has been levelled the ways a lot, is we're too reliant on Bale and Ramsey. But what I think is, obviously, them, the, those two players are the ones that, they can switch on the quality straight away at any time, can't they? Regardless of their form, really, uh, they are just world class. But I, I think this, looking at this squad now, I think we've got more informed players in this squad than we've had going into an international window for a long, long time. Brennan Johnson has scored 10 goals and five assists uh, under Steve Cooper this season. Sober Thomas is on, he's on fire. Ben Davis is looking really, really good under Conte for Spurs. Harry Wilson, Miko Williams, the less we say about that as Swansea fans after the last couple of weeks, yeah. uh, the better, because they, they tore us a new one, quite frankly, down the, down the swansea.com. But we are we are looking like we've got a lot of informed players going into this uh, this window. Johnny, do you think that'll, that'll fare well? Do you think we'll see all these informed players sort of carried on in a wheel shirt? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, really, with everybody you just said. I mean, it's, it's uh, Harry Wilson, Brennan Johnson, uh, Dan James in particular, all look very, very good, you know, uh, sharp and quick. Uh, even Isaac Davis is probably a bit unlucky not to be called in. Again, he's got pace to burn, but he's probably quite similar to them in that sense. Tom Lawrence has all been very unlucky. I don't know what's happened there, whether it's something with, with Rob Page that he doesn't get on because he's been sensational for Derby, really. But yeah, I, I do think you're right. I think we've got some really form players up front. You know, um, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the midfield that worries people a little bit, isn't there? There's nobody of that kind of quality there. But in defence, you know, a lot of my mates were Spurs fans are saying that Ben Davis has been having, you know, some of the best games of his career really at Spurs so far. Um, I, feel, I feel a bit sorry for Joe Roden. I, I really rate him as well. I almost wish he'd go somewhere like um, like a Burnley or a Villa or something. Like just where he get played. We said, we said Newcastle. Right? During yeah. The window, we thought Newcastle yeah. was a good fit for him. It's just a shame it never happened. Yeah, because I like players playing, you know. You know, you know, you mentioned John Artsen, a Welsh legend when he played. But the thing with John was he, he always played, you know. That was the thing, him, him and Bellas, they were always playing at the top level as well. And, and I think the more players that play, if they possibly can, certainly at the, at the Premier League and the top end of the Championship, the better for us. Saying that, exactly as you say, you know, Bill and Ramsey, you know, you'd always want them in the squad for so many reasons, you know, for their experience. You know, they're both, both world-class players on their day. They've been there. Seen it, done it, bought the T-shirt to Wales in major tournaments as well now. So it's wonderful that they've got that. And, you know, I think what Rob's trying to do is try to create a squad there that's a blend, you know, that's got experience and youth. 
and pace. You know, you mentioned Sober Thomas. I I seen him the other night at uh, at Nottingham Forest for Huddersfield in the FA Cup, and he was very very unlucky. He was I thought Huddersfield's best player, and a few other people agreed. And Brennan has been sensational. Brennan's at that point in his career where he's just getting better every game. You know, he's he's a big lad as well. He's six foot one and a half. They say, and you know, he's he's twelve and a half stone, and he's quick. Can hold the ball up well. So. There's a lot of us to be very positive about, and I, and I really like the squad. I've got to be honest with you. There's a few there, like I said, we you know would possibly say we're unlucky, like a Tom Lawrence, um, but other than that, I thought it was a good blend. Yeah, you I say unlucky. No, I was I was only gonna say you say like unlucky, and I was having a look on Twitter uh, earlier on today, and I was seeing a few complaints from fans saying about how they're a bit disappointed to see the likes of Johnny Williams still included and Chris Gunter. But I, you know, general question to any of you: what What's your take on that? Should we be taking that kind of experience and leaving out those younger players who are on form, or do we need that experience, that that amount of experience? Then, whoever well, wants to answer that one first, go for it. I think John wants to go. John, I think um, Chris Gunter is, is still capable of doing a job. If you think you know Connor Roberts and Chris Gunter, they are generally the two down that right hand side that, that have done very well for Wales in recent years. Nico Williams, you know, plays on the left side. Norrington Davis as well as that left wing back. I actually think Joe Rodon might start next Thursday night. Yeah. I think the back three will be Rodon, Ethan Ampadu and Ben Davis, three centre-halves, and then Connor Roberts and Nico Williams left wing back and right back. That's what I would do. And I'd play okay. Joe Allen, um, Aaron Ramsey and, uh, and Harry Wilson in the middle of the park. And then you've got Bale and Daniel James up top. That would be my team. I think it's strong down the middle of the pitch. If you look at Ampadu, Davis, Ramsey, Bale, Dan James's pace, and then you've got the likes of Sober Thomas still, still coming through. Um, you know, yet to get a run in the national team, but he will get. He will come through once once the other group uh, decide. It's like myself. I retired because you had this. You had this golden generation coming through, you know, and, and even after that, um, you had the likes of Robbie Earnshaw, Craig Bellamy, and I felt I was holding up these players, these players that were coming after me. Um, I had to go under John Toshak, you know, because I thought, well, you know, I wasn't the player I was at 32, 33 as what I was when I was 25, when I was playing under Sparky. Um, so I thought, well, I won my 52 caps, and um, it was time for me to go. Now, these players will think the same. You know, the Gareth Bale, the Ramsey, the Joe Allens, these would have all had a great time, qualified for two major tournaments back-to-back. They will come to a decision um, not too far in the distant future. Obviously, a lot will depend whether we qualify. Um, and obviously, then we will take the same group of players uh, to the World Cup. But um, at some stage, these guys will finish playing. And then this is when then you can use the Brennan Johnsons and, and the you know the, the younger players, the Sober Thomases, one or two others, and that's when they'll come in and that'll be their time to take the national team forward then. So I'm not overly concerned about um, about you know bringing in and uh, not sorry, not overly concerned continuing with the senior group because I think the senior players, because I think you need as many senior players in the national team. It was one of John Toshak's regrets that when John took the job, Gary Speed, got rest his soul, retired. I retired. Robbie Savage wasn't really including much. Mark Pembridge retired. Andy Johnson retired. Andy Melville retired. Uh, Danny Gabadon finished. 
he lost so many caps, did, uh, did John Soshak. And obviously that meant then that he had to blood these Hennessy's and, and the Allens and the Ramseys and the Bales and the other guys. These all came through at the same time. And that, and that had to work for John because John got a lot of criticism initially when he first took the job um, that he wasn't winning any games and the squad was too young, too, too inexperienced. But he was very clever. You know, you look at the guys in their first major tournament, they won 30, 40 caps. So they've built all that experience up this latest golden generation. So for me, I'm not overly concerned about uh, not using these youngsters because I have no doubt they're going to be a part of the Welsh national team for a long, long time uh, once one or two others have decided to call it a day, which, which naturally will happen. I think as well, if I could just add to John's point, never underestimate the power of senior players off the pitch. Yes. Having them... Because I feel like we've got a very young squad. In if I'm, I'm my maths is terrible, but if if you worked out the average age, I'm I'm pretty sure you know it, it would be pretty young. And I think just having your Gunters, your Johnny Williamses, w- with those young squad members, can have a massive impact. Arguably, more of an impact off the pitch as it would on the pitch, and it's going to be a massive occasion. As in. You know, I'm 25 in terms of my life. This is hands down one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game, apart from obviously that semi-final at the Euros, as you know, from what I can remember. So, and some of these players are younger than me, which freaks me out (laughs) all the time. So having people like Chris Gunter around, just in the changing room, just in the hotel, when they're chilling, I think will have a massive, massive impact on these young players. And I think that is really, really important. I agree. Yeah, I mean, there we are. If, um, uh, if you are listening and you are uh, doubtful about Chris Gunter and uh, Johnny Williams, you've just been told. So yeah, sit you down, have. please. Thank 100%. you very much. Um, uh, John touched on earlier, no key for more. Um, Johnny, is that as big a miss as people are making out? Or does our game plan allow us to adapt because uh, we have played a couple of games without them in qualifying um so how do you feel about that well it's very interesting I, you know i kind of i wish i could show you i wrote down my team but you know what and it's the same team as what john has picked really i think the team kind of picks itself really um i like Kiefer Moore when he came in i thought you made an incredible uh, difference to the team it just gave us an outlet uh, a big lad that can hold the ball up he can turn as well you know he's he's, he's pretty good with his feet for a big guy his aerial prowess is second to none, you know. So he gave us so many different options, I felt, you know, which is so important on a on a football pitch. Um, I think we will miss him, you know, because uh, especially in international football, he's very difficult to deal with. I think he's very unlucky with bookings. You know, I think he gets booked sometimes when he just runs on the pitch because he's a big lad and the defender points to him, you know, <laughs> to, to the referee. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, if we beat Austria, you know, I think he'll probably come back. It was very interesting for me when... Um, when Ryan Giggs was the manager, he raved about him and he kind of said, didn't he, that he changed everything really in that qualifying uh, round that we went through to get to the Euros when we were really struggling. You know, we'd lost out in Croatia and Hungary and a lot of people wrote us off. And he sort of became the difference in the team, really. He gave us a different way of playing. Saying that, I do think we got enough, as we've said earlier. You know, I think Gareth up front there as a kind of a false nine, they call it now in the, in the modern game, does give us sort of, you know, something extra. And, you know, you, you can't underestimate, uh, you know, what it means, Gareth Bale being on the pitch. Brennan Johnson is a very good example. You know, when he first went to Wales, 
uh, with the squad. First thing he said to me when he came back, he was going, you know, Gareth Bale spoke to me, you know, and it was like that meant so much to him. And you know, you can't, you can't really uh, underestimate what that means. Everything you know, John was saying and Sean as well. Even in the in the TV world and the, and the film, when you get a good producer, get somebody with experience who's a presenter, and it just calms everything down. And you've got that with football as well, you know. And this is what happens with players like Bale and you know. Uh, Gunter's probably the best example. Of course, they're going to bring him into the squad and he'll probably end up in the Wales coaching setup, I'd imagine, because he patently cares about Wales, wants to be there. And you can't underestimate what having that big game experience means. You know, Sean had mentioned it just now. It's, it'll be a huge match, our biggest certainly since, you know, Denmark and the Euros and in qualifying terms since that game against Ireland at home. You know, well, that was another massive game. If we won that, we'd have qualified for the World Cup. So, you know, I think... The manager will be acutely aware that he needs the right balance in there, you know, and, uh, you know, coming back to what you said about, about Kiefer, yes, we'll miss him, but I think, you know, we'll, we'll still hopefully have enough up front. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Can I just go back, boys? Can I, Absolutely. Oh, sorry. Can I just go back one second? I would, I would just tinker slightly with that midfield, right? I went Alan Ramsey-Wilson. The reason I went that way is because I would play Ramsey in a further forward role or you know in front of them yeah. two and I would play Joe Morell possibly instead of Harry Wilson just because then you've got Alan Morell and that will free Ramsey to go. Um, but obviously Joe Morell misses the Austria game. He's involved in the squad but he's um he's suspended for the Austria game. So he's coming but he's not able to play. Um, so that was the only little change I would possibly make. And it's up to Robert Page whether Mepham comes in for Roden or Ampadu, he could make one or two changes defensively, but I think the wing backs and Nico Williams and Joe and sorry and, and Connor Roberts that, that is almost a certain. Yeah, I think it's a shame for Connor Roberts at the minute that he's not getting more club football because you know we've we've seen what he can do in a wheel shirt and in a Swansea shirt as well. It'd just be nice to have him sort of a bit bit more match fit to be honest. Going, he into has this been game. playing more recently and he's he's has impressed he? me. I watched him against Arsenal. Whew. Played him on part. I've I've missed in all fair, I missed that one, but I, I I would like to see him have a bit more game time this season. And I'm so a Boston fan. I'm a huge fan of Kiefer Moore. Hmm. I've got behind him from the word go. Um and it's interesting because Ryan Giggs, when I played for 10 years with the national team, it was Giggs, Hearts and Bellamy. And always we played with that target man. Yeah. It wasn't me, it was Ewan Roberts, it was Nathan Blake. Mark Hughes loved the big target man. Ryan Giggs was used to playing for Man United, running at defenders, popping it into the front, having that focal point, and then you've got the runners off the big man. And he was, he's exceptional in the air. He's almost unplayable um, when he gets a one, two, three jump. He's got such a spring and obviously his size and physique. I think he's mobile, he runs in behind. And what he's done as well for Wales, which is very important, is he gets really important goals. He gets big goals yeah. and he gets he gets important goals. Um, puts himself up there. You know, how many times have we seen him coming off battered and bruised and with bandages over his yeah. head? <laughs> I was going to say that. Looks like he been for a night out in Cardiff after time. <laughs> but, um, if you look at him, he gives everything. He's so brave. He battles for every ball. Um, he's very, very honest, and hence 
moving on to Cardiff from Wigan, moving now to, is it Bournemouth he's at now, isn't it, yeah, from Cardiff? Yeah. So his, his career is progressing. Um, it's just a shame that obviously he's not involved. But I'm a huge fan. And I think of all the players out of this group, I think he's the one that's made the bigger, biggest difference. When he came in, he was at mm. Cardiff. I might have been playing at Wigan. People were saying, well... You know, nobody's heard of him. He doesn't score an awful lot of goals. He's at Wigan in League One or League Two, wherever they're playing. But you know what? He came in, he put, that, he put all that to one side and he more than proved himself that he was capable of wearing that number nine shirt for his country. And I think he's been exceptional and he's a massive, huge loss to the national team, just in terms of the option that he gives you. Yeah. From set pieces, defensively, for set pieces for um, them diagonal balls where he can peel off the defender's shoulders and then and then the likes of Ramsey can go and get through the middle and gamble into the box. And he's very, very reliable. When it comes up to him, he gets a hold of it, wins fouls, gets the team up the pitch. He just plays like an out-and-out number nine. He just, he, he's, he's learning that role, playing between the width of, them 18, in, in width of that 18-yard box. Don't run the channels too often. We need you there as a focal point. And I think he's been outstanding for the national team as Kiefer Moore. And I believe he's a massive loss. I agree. Huge loss. Huge loss. Um, so the Wales squad came out today, as you said. The Austria squad um, also came out. There's a couple of names in there that I've sort of highlighted. I'm slightly embarrassed to say. I haven't actually seen the, uh, oh, the Alex, no squad. preparation. Man. Well, no yeah, preparation. no, I know. Hey, come on. I'm going to send him off, guys. You're just worried about uh, Wales, aren't you? You don't, you don't saw, care. Hey, is this, this isn't an Austrian badge? All right, this is an Austrian badge. <laughs> Doesn't matter who we're playing. Um, <laughs> so the three names I picked out are Alaba, uh, mm. Sabitzer, is that is, I think yeah. that's how you say it, and yeah. Marko Anautovic. Who I where's he playing at? Bologna, As it goes, I, I had I had two of the three as well to yeah. be honest with you. Um, so stuff your prep, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> there we are. Uh, I think he's playing in Italy now for Bologna. Um, so, but but I mean, when he pulls on an Austria shirt. He just always seems to score. He's another he's... striker. He's another striker. He reminds me a bit like Kiefer Moore in the sense of he'll bag you an important goal and he'll always be there when you need him to be there sort of thing. And I yeah, find sure. that's what Kiefer Moore is up to sort of these days with Wales. Like he's finding that role and he'll bag that important goal. Like John was saying. But yeah. What's I your take? He's a, on the, uh... he's a maverick. That's what yeah. he is. Um, yeah, I agree. He can be hot, outstanding, unplayable. The guy's got so much talent, so much ability. We saw he at Stoke, we saw he at West Ham, and now you said he's at Bologna, went and played in China, um, wanted a new deal off West Ham, played up a little bit, got it, and they played a little bit lazy, a little bit off the cuff. But when he wants to play and when he's on it, and he's got a manager that he respects and he wants to go and play well for, um, then an out of it is, is a game changer. He can win you a game, obviously, at Alaba. At Real Madrid, he's 35 years of age now as David Alaba, but played over 450 games for Bayern Munich. Now he's at Real Madrid. He's a quality player, plays left-back um, for the national team, plays through the middle for Real Madrid as a midfield player. Um, and you talk about Sabitzer. Sabitzer's outstanding, Bayern Munich. Uh, he's there, almost there like number 10. But they've got players playing in the Bundesliga, that the centre half plays for Freiburg and Red Star Belgrade, obviously in yeah. Belgrade. Yeah. yeah, so Dragovic, 
had a spell at Leicester as well. I think he did. Yeah. So you know, as you said, I think you are right. You can't you can't concentrate on them too much. They're a decent team, um, but Scotland drew and beat them in the qualifiers out of the two games they played against them. Yes, they beat Israel. Did um, did um, uh, Austria? They beat, they beat Israel four two. They lost yeah. to Denmark. Uh, they beat Moldova 4-1, but you know Moldova finished second bottom, I think, in the group. So they are capable of, of scoring goals on their day. Um, but, you know, I think you're right. I think if we play to the way we can, to the best of our ability, you know, I don't think it's a bad draw to be going up against Austria. With that, I, I say that with all due respect to them and all their players and their supporters and everything else. They'll have aspirations of getting to play in, in the in the World Cup as well, but we have to make sure we take care of the home advantage, home advantage, and and make sure our key players, the Bales, the Ramses, the Allens, the the Dan Jameses, these guys are on it uh, because when we played Russia back in two thousand and three and four, we stumbled big time. We weren't good enough. The occasion got to us. This group of just got to the last two major tournaments. They know how to win. They know how to get it. They know how to get it done. Back then, outstanding players. But we froze. We froze that night against, against Russia in 2003. We can't afford to freeze. It was our own fault. Take full responsibility for it, all the players. We just weren't good enough on the night. You know, and we all live with the regrets, blah, blah, blah. This group can do something exceptionally good get to the Holy Grail, which is the World Cup. You know, for everything Gareth Bale's done, four Champions Leagues, you know, God knows amount of La Liga's, Spanish Cups, a superstar, the best foreign import ever to leave these shows. Gareth Bale, what he's achieved abroad is incredible. Never played in the World Cup. You know, so what it would mean to him. So I think... Pagey will get them all ready and um, just hope we do it, boys. Just hope we do it. I, I don't know about Robert Pagey. I'd have you in the dressing room. I know, room I was literally that. about to say exactly yeah. the same thing. What a pain. <laughs> I know Robert. I played with Rob for years. We kids together. We used to travel up. Pagey was at Watford. I was at Luton. We were 16. Pagey's a year older than me. And I played against him, Watford, Luton, West Ham. Watford, he's captain of Watford. Good centre half. He's an organiser. He's a talker. He's made for management, and I'm glad you know uh, he's got his opportunity. And uh, I just hope he gets it done because it would be one, you know, it'd be superb on his CV if he could get Wales to a World Cup. Absolutely. Given all that, Sean, um, quite bluntly, are we favourites? Good question. Just quickly, I've got Gareth Bale looking down on us here on my, uh, uh, my on my living room wall. Saint Gareth, have <laughs> Um. The home advantage, I think, definitely will will make us favourites for this game. Just to go back to Austria, funnily enough, just come back from Vienna. We filmed a little pre-match preview package for Scoria, um, which will be out hopefully over the next few days. And it's a bit bizarre because there's not actually that much hype out there at the moment in terms of the media because the Winter Olympics have just been. And for Austria... The Winter Olympics are the main event. You know, they said their skiers are their David Beckhams. You know, that they're the celebrities. So I was 
amazed, like, you know, just looking through the back pages of the newspapers, there was actually very little about this game. Um, you know, obviously, the closer the game gets, then then there will be more attention given to it. So I found that really interesting because I feel like since we played Belgium, these playoffs are the only thing that we've been talking about from a football perspective. So it was really interesting to get the uh, the vibe out there that everyone's pretty chilled. It's not really um, that high on the priority list at the moment. But there was one line that I really liked from a journalist that we spoke to, and he described this Austrian team as a Ferrari that's being driven like a tractor because they've got the players, they've got fantastic attacking players, but the manager, Franco Fode, is very happy to sit back, very happy to play a very defensive style. So it'll be really interesting to see what their tactics are for this game. Um, but going back to your question, I think we are favourites. Like I said, the home advantage will be will be massive. And Austria, over the years, they've been quite inconsistent. I think France 98 was the last time that they featured at the World Cup. But we've been really used to seeing them at the Euros and, and you know, they have done quite well. They got to the last 16 like Wales did last year. They took Italy to extra time, who, of course, went on to, to win the whole thing. And it, it's a bit like the French rugby team. It's that thing of which Austrian side is going to is going to turn up. So I think we, we can't take anything for granted at all. Um, but like Johnny and, and John have have touched on, I think our starting 11 pretty much picks itself by now and and it's it's pretty solid i would say um so i'm 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 excited it's it's going to be like i said it's it's going to be a massive occasion i think it's going to be an emotional one john i hope you've got your uh, I, I hope you've got tissues ready just in case <laughs> former player honestly i would much rather be a player no believe me because as a player you've got your job to do it's on your shoulders you're going to do your job, um, do it right, perform to your best of your ability. There's not much nerves. Honestly, there'll be anxiousness in the tunnel. Of course, you'll be thinking about it. The players, will, you know, they'll have to relax now and have a good week's training. Paige will settle things down. They'll have a, their pool table and they'll have a relaxation. The masseurs will be there. There'll be pools, there'll be table tennis. They'll relax the players as much as they can. Closer to the game you get, you get a little bit more anxious. You know, your family, leaving family tickets and things like this. And you know what's at stake. You want to do it for the supporters. You want to do it for your family. Um, you want to do it for your teammates, all these things. But I would much rather be playing. I feel a lot more nervous now. And I'll be really nervous next Thursday for the lads. When you're playing, you can just take, you can, you know, you're, you're there. You're in it. You don't feel it as much. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the nerves. Um but the fans are just so desperate. They want it so much. And um, obviously the players care. They, they really do care as much as they can to try and get it done. But I would much rather be playing than be a fan because I think the fans, you know, they, they, they really get so nervous and, you know, they know what's at stake. They're desperate to get to a World Cup. You probably could go out and do a job, to be honest with you, John. I, uh, I won't be surprised to see you lace up your boots and come on half-time or something like that. I really wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. But no, I, I was looking at the results, um, Austria's results, and the only sort of, well, I wouldn't say a crumb of comfort, but sort of a degree of comfort I take from it is like that they were getting wins against North Macedonia, against Moldova, and they were draw into, you know, Scotland. I know we got, um, what was the score with um, Denmark when we played them in the World Cup? 4-1. Was it 4-1? 
or four. Oh yeah, we at least we scored a goal. They didn't even get that, you know. So it's, it's little bits like I I feel like we're a better side than Scotland, and they only drew two all with them. So I like to think based on that and based on sort of the results they're getting, I like to think you know I think we will have the slight advantage on this Austrian team. They give us but a ton of time. Do you remember about um, four or five years ago in the qualifiers when Ben Woodburn scored? Did they give us a torrid time the first half down in the yeah. CCS? Do you remember? And Atovic yeah. really could have scored a few goals. Uh, we drew two all out there. Do you remember in Vienna? Joe Allen scored mm-hmm. that. So they're a good side. You know, yeah, no, that's can, that's me. That's, that's not me. Thing. You know, saying that we're miles better than <laughs> I think it will be close. I dare not say that. But no, I think it will be close. But I, I do like to think, you know, of course, you know, being Welsh, I like to think we can. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think, I think it's interesting what Sean had said about them playing a slightly more defensive game. You know, our job, Ireland did that amazing job in us when the John's old gaffer, Martin O'Neill, where they just sat back and made us come on to them and then, you know, one chance. And that's that's sometimes the danger in playing a team that will sit deep on a low block, as they call it now. Uh, and sometimes why it suits us playing away from home Wales. We get some terrific results away because we can get in behind teams and we've got so much pace. And I do think that, you know, they'll be difficult to break down. So we've got to be patient. You know, you've got to leave the work the ball a lot. You've got to give players like Ramsey there who can, you know, deliver that killer pass. So it's going to be, you know, John's right. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hard night on the nerves, I think, for everybody. Because, I don't uh, know. The, the thing is, one of those games, we, all, we always seem to end up, we always seem to end up with the same teams, don't we? It's always Belgium. It's, it's Austria seem to creep in now and again. Yeah. The other one, no, is it Northern Ireland or the Republic of Ireland? Republic of Ireland. Yeah, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. You know, we, we, sh- we should know what they're all like by now. So I don't know why we're you know we're nervous about it. We should we should know by now. Do you know what we really need more than anything else? A bit of luck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's about God, time nice. to <laughs> a little bit of luck. Need the big fella up there to give us a yeah. break. Hit the, Nobody you know, walk over any drains or anything. Come off the post. Go the other side of the post. Come, it needs to come off the post, the inside, and roll in. You know, we need Austria to miss a couple. Our goalkeeper's going to have to play really well. Can Ramsey have one of those lung-bursting runs into the box and get one of them terrific goals? When he's in, he, he's a brilliant finisher. You know, he's a he's a goal-scoring midfielder. Ramsey bases his game on, on getting goals. That's what he is. You know, um, can Gareth have one of his nights? Can he whack in a free kick from 30 yards or put something on, uh, you know, on Dan James who's running in and he gets a header? He showed he's got a great header when we Czech Republic 1-0, didn't he? Yeah. He bailed that, yeah. that cross. What a header, smallest man on the pitch. What about the desire that he showed that night to win that header? So we're going to need a bit of luck. Every time, you know, you're playing big games, cup finals, it always, a lot of the time, hinges on maybe a refereeing call, anything. The margins are like that, you know, so we need that bit of luck as well, more than anything else. For sure. We've uh, we've all sort of skirted over it a little bit, but I'm going to, uh, we're going to draw to a close. It's that time, uh, is it? It is. Yeah, it's that it's prediction time. Prediction <laughs> right. time. So I'm going to come to come to Mr. Johnny Owen first. Uh, can we get a prediction? Are you going to put your neck on the line? Yeah, I think it's going to be just one goal in it, one nil. Wales one nil, and, and like like John said, a bit of luck, a bit of magic from somebody, um, and it'll see us over the line. It'll be like I said, a night that'll be <laughs> taut on the nerves. But I just think, like you say, in the home crowd, the thing about playing for a home for Wales is uh, it doesn't make us nervous. You know, John had a great point. We said about the Russia game in the Millennium Stadium. I felt the crowd were nervous that night. Funnily enough. 
But weirdly, that game against Hungary sort of allayed so many fears for me as a 50-year-old Welshman because I thought, God, you know, the team have been there and done it and were quite comfortable that night and against a good Hungary team who, you know, beaten us out there. And, uh, you know, the crowd seemed to feed off, you know, the way the, the, the anthem is sung now, the light before the game, you know, the, the, the noise they make, the bands that play, you know, the Barry horns, all that kind of stuff has made it a different place to watch football for the Welsh team. And I just think that could get us over the line, being home, that crowd, bit of luck, bit of magic and a, and a tight 1-0 win. Sean Ed? One thing that is certain is I'm going to get emotional during that anthem. I can see it now. I can see it now. So, John, like I said, bring tissues. That's all right. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Wales. Agree with Johnny. It's going to be tight. I've got a feeling we could see some Gareth Bale magic. It, it just feels like it could be written in the stars if he can score a screamer, Get you know, gets us well to the potentially the playoff final to then get to the World Cup. Who knows? So, yeah, I've, I've got a good feeling. I hope two I haven't just jinxed it, but I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 Wales. Two for two so far. John Artson, are you going to complete, uh, complete uh, yeah. the trio? I agree with Sean Ed. I think both teams will score. I think they've got players and um, we might have to score a couple or two in the game. So uh, I think it'll be close again. It'll be end-to-end. Um I'd love Kiefer more, you know, because set pieces, whipping them balls and, you know, to have him on the end of one of them crosses, he's a huge loss, as I alluded to earlier on. So I think it'll be a tight game. It'll be end-to-end, two good teams going at it. And uh, I think we'll just nick it, a bit of magic, you know. Um, and I, I think they might score on the night because they've got good players. And I think 2-1, I agree with you, Sean, I think all, all, uh, all on Wales and... Uh, Let's do it, you know, let's do it. I think the key is to make sure there are no uh, deck chairs hanging around for David Alaba to pick up if he, uh, <laughs> any Austrian <laughs> celebration. So let's get rid of all, all chairs from Cardiff yeah. Stadium. Let's, let's ban them. Um, Alex, do you want to throw yours in? I think we're going to get battered, unfortunately, but no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was listening to you when you started talking about the bail magic and, uh, you know, John Arthur with his speech about it, and I was really getting fired up, and I remember, no, to be honest, we're probably going to get a bit of luck. It's going to be an own goal. It'll come off somebody's face or arse in a corner. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, I'll celebrate it just as much. I won't be bothered. I think it's going to be 1-0, and I do genuinely think it'll be an own goal. ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ。ウェイ
70th to 80th, 80th minute magic uh, from from Mr. Bale. I'm feeling a very specific uh, specific one again, but I just got a feeling it's going to be a bit of a dull first half. I feel like there's going to be all the excitement in the stadium, and by half time, everyone's going to be like, "This is horrific! <laughs> like <laughs> nothing's happened." Because um, of the way Austria play, I think it'll take us a bit of time to get into the game, but I think eventually, um, I think we'll crack them. I think the home crowd will uh, see us over the line. We're either all going to look incredibly intelligent, yeah, or like a bunch <laughs> of clowns. And there's Absolutely. no in between with that, is there? That's but there usually, we are. It's usually how it goes, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah, that is, to be honest. <laughs> it's usually the latter as well. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, John, Johnny, Sean, and thank you so much for joining us. It has been an absolute pleasure. It's been a it's been, been a, a joy, treat, isn't it? You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a treat, boys. I've loved it. And Sean, Ed. Take care, everybody. Johnny, I'll speak to you Cheers, John. Well. Cheers, Sean, Ed. Cheers. Cheers. Thank Sean, you, guys. For you listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. It's been it's been an absolute treat for us. Uh, this one of an hour. Yeah, really enjoyed. Uh, Sam, I believe we're gonna do the um, is it the store? What is it called? The shop? What do we have? Merch, merchandise. Merch. That's it. Yes. yes, we are. Plug plug in the merch. You can find plug us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Send Him Off Pod. Uh, Instagram Send Him Off Podcast. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, just search for Send Him Off Podcast. You've probably already found us if you're listening. Yeah, if you're and, listening, uh, you know where we are. But tell everybody, to, tell everybody and send to, them to where you found us. Yeah, and go to www.sendhimoffpodcast.com and uh, buy, buy a, a little Send Him Off mug. Buy a hoodie, buy a mug, buy a pillow, buy something, buy whatever you want. Anyway, I think all us, uh, all us left is to say uh, Paul Black Boys and... Uh, the final beckons if, uh, if up, all goes up to the plan. red wall up, up the red wall yes exactly right uh, we'll see you next week enjoy your football try to control your nerves and uh, enjoy the game ta-ra take care